I guess, uh, yeah, we rolling. It's been a yeah. long hiatus. Glad to be back. Great show on Earth, as far as I'm concerned. Upgrade America. I'm honored and blessed to be joined by, boom, CJ the Day Slayer. Man, what's happening on your side, bro? Wow. Unexpected. Um, so much to get to. I'm just grateful and blessed, man. We're definitely in a better space, both of us. So yes, we're back. We appreciate all the love since we've been gone. People listening and all that. Um, yeah, let's get to it. All right, cool, man. Um, first and foremost, I'm Cameron Rock. You know what I mean? Running for president 2024, Upgrade America. Get some. CJ, the day slayer, vice president. You know how we do. Um, currently, the people who are in office, yo, thanks for your service. Most importantly, thanks to the SCOTUS, a.k.a. the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Thank you so much on your ruling against the vaccine mandate. I shudder to imagine what America would be like today had they ruled in favor of that tyrannical mandate that was forcing people to put something into their body that the industry won't even disclose the contents, let alone will not be held liable in the unlikely event of uh, some sort of some sort of injury or, or response to it. Anyways, um, yeah. That's all I got to say on that, CJ. What are your thoughts on, on how the mandate turned out and everything as well? Yeah, I think it was just, that's where it was the overreach. I think all you could do is suggest. And I think the biggest problem with the whole uh, injection, because I know they're funny about what words you use, um, or treatment. Yeah, I know, right? So treatment and injection, I think if you give people the options, show them the good, bad, and ugly, have all the experts like virologists and epidemiologists, like these experts, we shouldn't be hearing from general physicians. We should hear from people in that specialty. I think that's where we dropped the ball. Um, I think the media was oversaturated with it. They should have started toning it down. Once we, once everybody started getting injected, they should have toned it down a lot more and say, hey, um, yeah, the rollout was horrible. Um, the, man, so much to get to. Um, but overall, that's how I feel about it. I think that's where the overreach became more uh, dictatorship-ish, all that kind of stuff. We just need transparency and accountability. Absolutely if you're going to force something. And that that's all I got to say on that. But, you know, um, we're addressing a lot of crypto, Bitcoin. We believe in Bitcoin on this channel. Big promoting of that. And, um, yeah, CJ, you want to discuss quickly what we're going to be talking about on the channel moving forward? Uh, mainly solutions. We're still going to be talking about political and social events, geopolitics, of course. But we're just going to narrow it down a little more. Just solutions based or theories or something concrete where we can work with. I think we want to focus a little more on that. Approach on that is, is very, um, it's a better way to upgrade America. Absolutely. So, um, cool. So, briefly, we want to discuss a Bitcoin update or a theory rather. You know, um, 2021 came and ended and a lot of people were predicting hey bitcoin was gonna hit 100k kind of fell a little short of that time of this recording bitcoin's trading around 42,000. i want to discuss hypothetically how bitcoin could 
rise to 100 million, the happy path to this without global economic collapse. Bitcoin mm-hmm. off of adoption, right? El Salvador just adopted it as their national currency. There are senators in office, I believe in Arizona, that are proposing to have Bitcoin, accept Bitcoin in their state as like a form of legal tender. We printed countless trillions since mm-hmm. 2020. I don't have the exact number, but there are sources that say we printed more money in like the last couple of years than all the money that has been printed on Earth. That raises some red flags, but at the same time, what's another trillion between uh, the American people? Mm-hmm. I think we should encourage Congress to print more money. And yeah, everyone's like, no, it's going to cause inflation. No, no, no. We should print more money, another trillion, and purchase the remaining Bitcoin. What would that do to the Bitcoin market? Will that supply shock ultimately drive Bitcoin up to what? Most likely a hundred million. There are analysts who are saying Bitcoin is most likely going to hit 1 million by 2024, 10 million by 2030. But what would make that happen overnight and end inflation is to print more money and buy Bitcoin. That's how I would upgrade America. Holla back, Congress. That's all you. I'm along for the ride. I'm learning as Cameron Rod teaches. So I'm more of a student. Um, because this Bitcoin and uh, what is it, crypto, I'm still wrapping my head around it. So he's been guiding me through this, honestly. We're, we're here to educate. But that's my proposal for, for Congress. Like, if you want to spend money, spend money on an asset rather than uh, something that's going to create more inflation. But I know you got the rundown for some current events. What's on your radar? Man, uh, well, the four I wrote, I picked um, FedEx. They dropped the ball again. <laughs> Black, oh, wow. worker gets, Black worker gets accosted by two customers, I guess. He was delivering on his route, and they chased him down, shooting at him, I believe. Yeah, I read about that. That's in crazy. Mississippi. So I'm like, you know, it's something I noticed. Black History Month it's like more anti-black events seem to happen right before and during Black History Month. Or do you think they just give those events more coverage? Oh yeah, we're gonna cover it for this month. Cause this shit happens every day. Yeah. Like, is it just being saturated or is it just, I don't know. But do you think that type, the month triggers these events? Is that what you're saying? I think it's a combination of both, Mm. yeah. Because you got to think, Black History Month's been around since, what, the 80s? I'll be curious to see a study on how many anti-Black events have there been since Black History Month has started. How many incidents just within that month? I'll be that very... correlate with, uh, with the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was uh, some sort of correlation. <laughs> Me, personally, I'm, I don't want to say I'm against Black History Month. I just think it should be integrated like you learn about i don't know thomas edison at the same time you learn about oh man her name escapes me the african-american female who practically invented the uh, the color monitor oh man yeah i forgot we covered that in our old episodes we did black history month she serves on the board yeah. of the company i'm working with but yeah like, that's right i put the, i'm gonna put it in the in the comments when i get that 
that data, but like it should be integrated. You should learn about all this stuff every day. It shouldn't be like, okay, we're going to set aside 29 days and or 28 leap years, not <laughs> yeah. Um, learn about great people every day, right? and just make that's just my thing. So, this goes back to we were talking about education. Like, I want to tell the audience how many predictions we've gotten right or how many things have. It, it's insane. The times that me and Cam have met up during the pandemic, even though we're still considered still in the pandemic, we yeah. just always discuss the magnitude of our predictions. It's been insane. It's almost like too many to even count. Like, we would really have to sit down and go through each episode. Um, still blowing our minds right now every time we talk about it but as far as the history right the crt critical race theory it's not a theory we know america's racist like let's it's cut that shit out. Like, come on. That's um, go ahead oh no i'm just saying that's history it's black and white you have the documentation stating it like what is there to discuss so real quick theory and I haven't heard nobody talk about this once again, but Upgrade America was on top of this. What, two years ago, year ago, whatever. So have every group that's represented in America write their own history within America, their con uh, contributions, their history in America, integrated into one. We all learn this, good, bad, and ugly. Boom, that solves everything. Nobody can complain because it's coming from your group, from your perspective. Simple. It's not hard. I would, be interested, I would be interested to see that project and how each group represents themselves. Mm -hmm. My only pushback, because I love playing devil's advocate, is mm -hmm. would there be a degree of bias? Of course, that, but that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. If each group is doing it from their perspective, they have their history in America. So of course it's going to be from their purview. That's the whole point of it. It's not just the mythological caucasian american view you know let's call it what it is we have plenty of time to research and hear the truth it's all mythology there's <laughs> a lot of stuff left out you know hail to the victors right victors write history so oh, absolutely it's it's no coincidence that when they speak about these these uh these great presidents and founders they tread real lightly on the slavery aspect like they don't say how many slaves that George Washington owned and they, they don't talk about uh, you know all the slaves that Benjamin Franklin was raping but they say about all these great things. I agree with what you're saying is that we need other perspectives but you gotta overlap those perspectives so you get the whole picture That's fine. Yeah like I'm sure you can because you gotta think we can all trace it back to immigration it's not hard like census Ellis Island all that Boom, start from there. All right, this is what, say, El Salvadorians contributed to American history. This has been their journey through America. Like, and then highlight notable scholars and like inventors, like all that, like cover all their stuff too. Sports, entertainment, art, all that. You want the full history, good, bad, and ugly. Hey, we were treated like this, this happened. We contributed to this. Have it all for each group. Just the major groups, because you can't do every group, but just like the major groups in the population of the U.S. And I can see that being very helpful in storing that online where everyone can access it and and learn. Like knowledge is power. We have the we have the, the ability to to do that. So mm -hmm. I'm 
about getting the right parties involved, I suppose. Absolutely. Uh, what you got? I know you had a few uh, current events, too. I figure we go back and forth for exchange. So, current events, yeah. So, there's, uh, and shame on me, I'm operating off my mobile, so I don't have all the notes that I need. But, like, there's new legislation in addition to new branches of government that are aimed at domestic terrorism. And my basis of concern is that they are linking it. Like, there seems their main focus is, am I allowed to say the CO, vid, word, not, whatever. But they're linking it to that misinformation. The misinformation targeted around co, vid. And it's like, that is their primary concern, not the people who are going around like these white supremacy gangs are doing all this whatever and, and not to people who are going around committing violent crimes, people who are talking. And that seems to be one of their main concerns. And as our radical channel has expressed many theories that came to be true, but were demonized, but were demonized temporarily, it, it, it brings some concern to me. So yeah. There's that. I, I encourage our listeners to do your due diligence with, with this. Perhaps I'll put some more information in the description. Um, what else is, is going on? Russia and uh, Ukraine and America. So, real quick, uh, believe in Bitcoin. You know, that's why I think this should be the, the new national currency. Right now, we're on the quote unquote US petrol dollar. Historically, there's only been a few people who have sold oil or attempted to sell oil mm-hmm. for something other than the U.S. dollar. It's like a rule. OPEC is the uh, legal cartel, and there's like a rule that you can only sell oil for U.S. dollars. So Saddam tried it. Gaddafi tried it. Now, <laughs> yeah. um, yo, Europe, because Europe depends on like a lot of Europe depends on Russia because it's huge, it's a huge country for oil and energy needs like that. So Russia wants to sell oil for euros, which is a huge deviation from protocol. So I just find it ironic. I don't have the evidence. I just find it ironic that it's like where the United States is trying to pop off with Russia. I want to further inject. They don't want that smoke. I don't want that smoke. Russia has cyber say it again hypersonic nuclear weapons meaning like we got planes that go like what Mach 5 a little bit more than that and that's five times more than the speed limit these mock hypersonic weapons go like 20 more than 20 times the speed uh bound barrier and everything and it's uh we don't have that technology the biggest way we they didn't or we didn't expose that did not explode big no but i do believe the pentagon did mention they don't have that and do their bluffing i don't know notwithstanding mm-hmm. the big threat and the way that our adversaries will most likely fight america is through an emp and that's an electromagnetic pulse hypersonic weapon that <laughs> over the atmosphere knocks out the power grid Bye-bye Bitcoin, at least on the American front. But um, yeah, it would be devastating. And I think that's how he would retaliate. Like if 
America kills one Russian soldier, that's an act of war. And I don't want to see if he would be and Putin would be in his would be in his right to retaliate any way he wants. It's just like assault. If someone touches you like that, that's assault. If you punch him in, in the throat to defend yourself, you should, don't start no shit, don't be no shit. So it's like, I'm just encouraging our lawmakers, commander in chief, to tread delicately on this matter. What are your thoughts on <laughs> I look at it, and it's gonna sound cynical, but I look at it as like cousins fighting, mm. family members fighting. Okay. That's how I look at it because Putin is not really that much different from Biden, um, in my opinion. How so? Um, like both. Similarities. I, I I don't know. They they don't seem. I think the only difference is obviously Biden's older and not as virile as uh, Putin. Um, they don't. I feel like they get along, actually, believe it or not. They, they have more similarities than differences. If you were to get them outside, like get privately talking, I think they would get along more than you would think. Um, I think because, well, they're both career politicians. Um, they know how to... They're recruiting a politician? Well, absolutely. Like overlord. I mean... He's still a politician. I've watched him in interviews. He conducts himself he like a politician. You're right. So, I don't know. I think they have more in common than not. And I just look at this as like family members fighting. Um, I hope nothing actually, no blood is actually spilt. Because um, in this age, I don't know where it would go, honestly. Um, Again, I, I, I see when you look at the numbers, Militarily, yes, America is supreme. And that forces other nations to have to strategize. Mm -hmm. Like, upgrade America, policy for the future. We laid out the outline why we need a cyber force, not a cyber command. We need legions of people with keyboards defending against. And I want to throw a handful of bad actors, but North Korea is on top of their cyber game. Russia's on top of their cyber game. China's not playing around with their cyber Absolutely. Game. We need an entire force for, for this. And again, you could, an EMP is not going to physically kill people. Mm -hmm. It's going to shut the show down. Hacking infrastructure is not going to kill people, but it's going to adversely affect our war fighting capabilities. Absolutely. So, like, I, I, I don't know. And there's, do, is there uh, benefits for both sides? Like, what does Putin say in the game? I think he gets to have the real discussion that he probably has been wanting to have. Okay. And not so much as posturing, like, you're forcing somebody's hand with armed conflict. <laughs> That's a lot different. Oh yeah, yeah, we need to talk. Like it's about to get violent. So, um, cause from what I remember, and I, I'll be honest, I've been kind of unplugged a little bit from the political process mm -hmm. as much like what's been going on. I kind of keep tabs, but it doesn't sound like Biden has been that welcoming to talk to him, you know, like sit down and actually talk. So obviously Putin's gonna be like, oh, cool, all right, in my wheelhouse. Well, let me go ahead and do what I do. 
So, what is it game? I don't know. I don't know that angle, and I really gotta sharpen back. You about what food uh, can gain? Yeah, what we can gain. What I, I believe what the the Biden administration can gain is distraction from all this inflation, mm. turmoil, okay. going on now because his ratings are so deplorable. What mm-hmm. Putin? Gain? I don't know if it's if he stands to gain territory. So my understanding is like why he's really why he's really pissed off is because like America is like my understanding is Ukraine is like a buffer between mm-hmm. Russia and the NATO the NATO countries. So it's like Ukraine tried to get into NATO and they was like no. Nah. And uh, that's right, yeah. So mm-hmm. then. They, like, so Putin was like, okay, cool. It was like, I got a buffer. You know, I got a buffer. My territory is over here. Ukraine's over there. But it almost seems like we are edging closer to there. But I guess they did pull troops out of Ukraine. I really don't know. I think, I think, yeah. I know, I think, isn't uh, Russia kicked out of the G8 and they're not allowed in NATO and like all these different things they want membership to? They're tired of the uh, economic sanctions and stuff like that. I think Russia, right? If I'm correct. Um, um, Economic sanctions. And I want to, I suppose I can loop this back to Bitcoin. Is another reason why Russia is becoming pro-Bitcoin is because when there's economic sanctions, all of their money that's in U.S. dollars gets frozen. Yeah. Sanctions do not really affect leaders. They affect and that's why I'm really not pro sanction. Mm-hmm. But uh, you want to know a fun fact about Russian money? <laughs> Russian money and Chinese money is like you really can't buy it on an exchange. But um, I don't have to fact check on that. The Russian money is like because it can only be exchanged for goods and services. Meaning like they, they control their money. America can just print it. Can just print mad money and then buy goods and services. You know, out of thin air. But Russia's, you can only exchange it for that. So they're controlling their currency. But now, Bitcoin, which is another thing that they would control as well, is it's going to be some some interesting times. Like Bitcoin can't be frozen. They they can't sanction it. Like I believe that's why Iran was getting heavy into the crypto game as well because to avoid government. <laughs> Did I say that correct? Whatever. The, the ability to be anonymous. Well, not only only that, though, it brings up an interesting point. This kind of ties in what I've been saying for the longest. We need to do economic diplomacy. <laughs> like with Iran, for example, I'm seeing all these deals they're doing with China, all these other countries. I'm like, yo, if we had did that earlier, we would have cut them all out already. They could have been one of our strongest allies. But they're looking at it, the cultural differences and not looking at the economic and advantageous position we would have been in to have them in our on our side and treat them with dignity and respect that's the key part america will loop you in and then start disrespecting you once they get what they got because they already got you locked in somehow we have to go a different way with foreign policy and diplomatic relations and the um pandemic and then what you're talking about countries going to bitcoin because they're tired of the oppression of the american dollar let's keep it honest and what comes with that? So that's what's happening. 
So I don't I don't really blame countries. They're like, all right, well, we're gonna do it our way because we're tired of dealing with your terms on your time whenever you want to. Nah, like, and plus we're going to a new age. I can admit I'm not even that well versed in Bitcoin and crypto, but I know that it's coming. We will learn you. Yes. <laughs> but it's um I I really agree that was a very powerful statement which you which you mentioned on why people are deviating from the doubt because of the threat and the control and it's uh you know they the game has been played for so long and people are tired of it because people are getting screwed from it but they mm-hmm. introducing a new sense of democratization in the financial sector so I'm very thrilled about that um what else we got uh, we got on here where are we on the time uh, I think 24, 43, but I know we started a little late, so we probably got like five or six minutes-ish, maybe a little more like eight, something like that. Cool, cool. So we're good with the timing. Um, I guess uh, I do want to shout out some some businesses that I've been working with. Uh, shout out to Jim, my colleague from, uh, from, from college, you know what I mean? Uh, he launched a lot of businesses. Uh, shout out to uh, Buyback Kings. You know, it's an electronic and mobile shop he has going on. He has the Delta 8 game popping in Florida. That's the legal uh, THC. Very okay. interesting. I would like to have some discuss that further on, on the podcast. Sure but, uh, yeah, scooter Kings going on down there in Florida. You know, a lot of people riding scooters and stuff like that. So he has that popping. I made him a couple hats. You know to promote his business so i want to further promote him on the podcast big shout out check him out if you're down there in uh in florida around your hood is it in central florida or south florida where is where is he at maybe about an hour from you is it so Lucy? yeah so that's like an hour and a half yeah that's more going south yeah i was out there last time so uh i got some family out that way too but just doing some shout outs but yeah i'm glad man uh, this was yeah. a little rough we're gonna clean it up for the next go- time going and going around but anything else you got on uh, on your mind uh real quick oh let me point out these stats from right, our yeah. podcast listeners y'all are fucking awesome man um 45 we got 45 countries way more than what we had before we left 91% of the USA. So we're up to 41 states. Uh, most of our listeners are male. So it's 45%, 41% female, non-specified 12% and non-binary 2% all of. Um, top group is obviously our age group is 35 to 44 at 33% of our um, age demographic. And then who, where they're listening from is um, third party app is at 48% and then Apple Podcast, 44%. Um, our highest, our highest episode is 71. That was about reparations. That's still oh, yeah, our highest yeah. episode on the audio side. So and those are some stats. That again too, you know, it's um, 2020. Was the election? Uh, it's 2022, and I'm not seeing much activity on that. So we'll have to follow up on all uh, these lawmakers and hold them accountable. Um, real quick, I guess. Um, 
right now the media is slandering Dave Chappelle. They're saying he like shut down a low income housing project that was gonna happen in in, uh, in the neighborhood he lived in. Do your due diligence because it's a bunch of BS. Big shout out to Kim Iverson, CJ, you put me on her. But she yeah. really down and they dug into it. Long story short, is like this housing, it was a it's not like they're building building, you're building like a, a development. <laughs> Funny thing is, it's like only I believe they said it was gonna be fifty acres. But only like four of those acres would be reserved for low-income housing, and then mm. a whole plan developed for the part that is not low-income housing. They still have yet to provide any documentation on the low-income housing. So more or less, these developers were using the low-income housing mm-hmm. tax incentives. You know, and now the media is vilifying Dave Chappelle, and there's actually footage of him. He's up in front of this uh, this hearing. He's like, "Listen, if y'all don't shut this down, like I'm pulling my 16 million dollar company." He wasn't being funny; he was being straight up and down, strictly business. They spun that to an angle like, "Oh, he didn't want low income housing, and so he threatened to pull his business out." No, you gotta dig deeper and do your own due diligence. So. Shout out to Dave, we still rocking with him. Shout out to Rogan too. I still rock with him. I see what they're doing. Appreciate what you do. I will this is my thoughts on Rogan. My fault. I didn't mean to interrupt. My thoughts on Rogan. Um free speech, first of all, I'll throw that out there. I don't believe you should censor people. I I listen to Rogan just to hear a different perspective, but he has been always um alt-rightish to me. Hmm. Between his guests and little things he said, yeah. So I kind of look at him sideways for sure. Um, I do listen to him because I like perspectives, um, but I don't listen to him faithfully. I think we would trade clips here and there, you know, for certain stuff. But yeah, like when all that came out, I'm like, well, he's been like that for years. So there's nothing new. Um, I think his apology was cool, but he knows better. You're around all these black people, you know better, dude. Like, I think. You got away with it for so long, and then finally it just caught up to him. I, I did not see the clip or how he was using the word in context. I yeah. I don't encourage any people of color or anyone to use the word at all, so I won't support that. But mm-hmm. the same, it's, uh, yeah, whatever you say, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. So, particularly when there's some racial context to it. But yeah why I, I, I salute him and still stand by him is because for me it is a channel of unadulterated information like people come in there and you can pick out chunks of, of raw information and particularly in the matter of the thing we can't discuss without being sought, silenced and censored you know um he had a lot of relevant information. It was good to compare notes. Like I had my theories, like, yo, this shit was cooked up in the lab. And then Joe would be like, yo, this shit was cooked up in the lab. I'm like, yes, I, I, I agree. You know, and then um, it's good to compare notes, but he's also a, a, a symbol of the uh, the censorship, uh, of, of the power of, of what they want to do. And we discussed it on the channel and we were just 
oh, our, our little show, how we were getting censored. <laughs> yeah. it, it applies to everyone who's not fitting the narrative. And so that's why I have admiration for him for, for that. But yeah. whatever stuff I I really don't know. For me, like I said, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he speaks about. It just mainly from the anti anti-black racism that he suggestively puts in there or sometimes blatant. I know he has black friends and all that. We we did all that. We already know. You can still be racist and be married, have kids, all that. It doesn't matter. If you're racist, you're racist. Um I just believe um a gesture he could do something to empower or help the black community if this is the group he offended instead of just an apology. Um I do know it is kind of a hit piece from the left, so to speak, because he has exposed national media like, hey, y'all spreading misinformation. So I get all that. I get why the hit was out on him. But the only part I'm pushing back on is I don't agree with his anti-racist pseudoscience of how we're basically not shit in a sweet way to put it. Um, That's it. I'm not sure I got that from, uh, from him, but I don't listen to him every day like yourself either. If anything, mm-hmm. to, the, to the clips. So yeah. maybe I, I might have to do a, a little more uh, research on him. At the same time, I'm still grateful for, uh, you know, he's getting the, getting that truth out. Oh, yeah. Um, real quick, Super Bowl happened in L.A. I'm a sports fan. Um, I want to see the Bengals make it when they haven't been in a Super Bowl since 88. And like they have, they've never won a Super Bowl. So I'd be curious to see if they win, what happens, what that would be like. Um, let's see, Frontier and Spirit, your favorite low budget airlines are merging. <laughs> so <laughs> that should be interesting. <laughs> um, I just heard the horror stories, go ahead. Huh? No, I didn't hear you. What'd you say about Spirit? Oh, yeah. Frontier and Spirit are merging. Frontier Airlines. and Spirit are merging? Interesting. I don't even think I heard of Frontier. But yeah, like, I've never flown Frontier. Um, I all I know Spirit. is they're like the two like low-budget flights that everybody complains about, so they merge it to be one company. So that should be interesting. Spirit, Frontier, Frontier, Spirit? Yeah. And last thing I wanted to talk about... Um, what do you think about Biden's first year? If you had to give him a grade, A through F. Oh man, um, I would fail him. Uh, no, 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 no. Let me take that. Let me take that. I'll give him a D for retaining. Because uh, we 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 discuss at great lengths how fragile this society and law and order and all that good. I'll give him a D for retaining that, for retaining law and order, and that we're not in a state of anarchy. But man, to do such a ballsy outreach on your first year, you're going to what Dave say? What Dave Chappelle say? Yo, like when you mess with someone's ability to earn money, it's like you're killing him and his family. And you want to do that your first year? Nah, bro. That's something you do on your last term, on your way out. Like, you really think that people are going to vote for you after that? After that uh, outrageous outreach? 
no, I, I, I'm not going to fail him because, again, we're the, the country is still somewhat free. These uh, the Constitution still means something, so I'm not going to fail him. But um, you have a low D, my friend. What about you? I just say an F. I'm gonna just call it what it is. Um, I'm just looking at the campaign promises, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at how just one example, and it's you know everybody's a single voter, uh, single issue voter. That's a term. Mm-hmm. The George Floyd Policing and Justice Act, whatever that is, right? Still not passed. But you have all these other bills that got passed just like this. That's still not passed. Why? It's why. I want to say it's blind servitude from the black community to the Democratic Party. But then, with all of the this derating, inflation, failed to pass legislation, rule me this. What do you think black voters are going to do twenty twenty four? If they're not voting for me, who who do you think they're going to vote? They're not voting for Biden, I can tell you that. And midterms is about to be a bloodbath. (laughs) It's about to be a bloodbath. Between lower voter participation and it just happens when a new um, party gets into office, Mm -hmm. they lose the House or the Senate, I guess. I think the House. They lose the House usually or whatever. It's going to be a bloodbath because people have time to see everything because we've been quarantined and all that. They're like, wait a minute, y'all are not doing what you're saying. You're just talking. Okay, got it. I'm going to vote for the other person. And then if you pay attention, the Republicans has been basically adopting what the Democrats are not doing. Say, hey, we'll do this. Granted, we know they ain't shit too. But at least they stick together and they make moves quickly. They don't waste time. So... It's gonna be a bloodbath, and but yeah. Do you think that black people will switch parties to the right, or will they jump on a third party, or will they stick to vote blue no matter who, even though you got screwed? Go I would say Republican, third party, or won't participate. Those and are the options. Mm-hmm. I would. I could see a lot of people not wanting to participate because they feel like the system has failed them. And that's unfortunate because you shouldn't give up hope on the political process. That's one of the reasons I'm running for president and we're doing this show, like to encourage people to get involved. Speaking of which, again, I don't have the notes, but there's a senator from, I want to say Alabama or Louisiana, but he's very uh, pro-cannabis and anti-racist. Because he did an ad, <laughs> he did a senatorial ad smoking a blunt, and then he also oh, did Louisiana. It's Louisiana. Yeah, Gary Chambers is running for Senate or something, something like that, or that, House something. Yeah. And it's like he, he did another one burning a Confederate flag, but mm-hmm. it's great to see candidates like that emerge and uh, you know run for these offices because I would love to see America change under the leadership of people like that and uh, unconventional people coming to 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 make changes and to upgrade America yeah we need to do that oh man so much to get to um, I guess outros get to the outro you know 
man, it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of life changes. Yeah. Got daughter now. So if you hear uh, her crying in the background, uh, you know, that's this young Azriel. But it's great to be back. I really would can't I'm excited to to bring a different perspective of, of news and information and, and, and encouragement and inspiration to, to the world. But be blessed. Uh, have a great one. Yeah, send y'all uh, what's coming. Just I'll give a quick overview. Like I said, we're going to keep these short, 15 minutes after this one. This is like our initial long one. We're going to keep it short. Um, as far as the frequency, we'll figure that out as we go along because the schedules, whatnot. Um, yeah, it's going to be on your podcast and on YouTube. You'll be able to see us. Um, so we look forward to having you back. Fresh new perspectives. And we'll definitely be way more prepared next time. Yes, indeed. It's just, just uh, you know, jumping in and, and getting back. I mean, I'll probably do some monologues between the in the week, just talking yeah. about stuff, more uh, speculation and education, all that good stuff. But yeah, Upgrade America, we back, baby. Yeah. So, catch you on the next episode. Peace.